morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. mercy and peace be unto each of you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have created the heavens and the earth and made us in your own image. Teach us to discern your hand in all your works and your likeness in all your children. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit reigns supreme over all things, now and forever. Amen. Our reading for the sixth Sunday in Epiphany is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, You fool! will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Jesus spoke these words in his Sermon on the Mount in Galilee to people who regularly traveled south to Jerusalem to present their offerings on the Temple Mount. This was the great altar located just outside the doors of the temple. Thousands of worshipers brought sacrificial animals to be offered on this high altar. Matthew wrote these words to be read to new Christians who anticipated coming to the Lord's altar for the Eucharist. So which altar is it? Well, both. The Old Testament altar and liturgy pointed forward to and is fulfilled in Christ's self-sacrifice on the cross and his presence in the sacrament of the altar. Today, Jesus directs our attention to the altar in the front of this sanctuary. He is talking about the divine liturgy of word and sacrament in which the beautiful ritual flow is suddenly interrupted. Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother 
and then come and offer your gift. Leave your gift and first be reconciled. Now, two elements shape the meaning of Jesus' words for us today. Liturgy and anger. Some things never change. Matthew 5 deals with, quote, worship wars, but not the war between traditional and contemporary worship styles. Jesus is talking about the wars that go on among brothers who come together to worship and expect to receive the reconciling body and blood of the Christ in the Lord's Supper while they harbor anger and resentment toward one another. It is dangerous to go to the liturgy when you are angry. More specifically, it is dangerous to go to the altar when you are angry. Forgiving others or asking others to forgive you is not optional for those who desire to come to the Lord's Supper. Sin and anger against others are an unavoidable part of life in this fallen world, especially among those who are closest to us. <laughs> Many family dinners have been disrupted by anger and cruel words. Hurt feelings, hatred, and bitterness can last for hours or even days. But then comes Sunday, and the family is again invited over to the Lord's house for the family dinner. Do we continue the feud? Or do we reconcile? Some years ago, Zhao Xiaozeng, a sociology professor at People's University in China, said that as a society, China lacks the spirit of apologizing. That difficulty has given rise to the Tianjin Apology and Gift Center, a company that delivers apologies and attempts to facilitate reconciliation. In fact, the company's motto is, we say sorry for you. An apology in China involves a formal procedure and is a very stressful process for all concerned. Hence, Zhao wasn't sure how long the Tianjin Apology and Gift Center would last. In our increasingly commercialized society, people have the idea that you can pay money to others to do your work for you. And that includes apologizing, he says. But if you are sincere, you should go and apologize yourself. It is a dangerous thing to approach the altar with someone with whom you refuse to be reconciled. To despise someone at the altar and to whom the Lord has put his body and blood is to despise the Lord's body and blood. One of the oldest liturgical worship manuals was written about the same time as Matthew's Gospel. In chapter 14 of the Didache, it warns congregations, On the Lord's day you assemble and break bread, but let no one who has a quarrel with his companion join with you until they have been reconciled. For this reason, ancient liturgies include the kiss of peace after the service of the word, prior to the service of Holy Communion. Now, For us here at Redeemer, we pass the peace with each other after the confession and absolution because we have received God's reconciling peace as the pastor pronounces in the stead and by the command of Jesus that your sins are forgiven. We have received God's reconciling peace which is meant to be shared amongst his people. Reconciliation and peace with others is paramount in the receiving of Christ's body and blood at his table. Again, we are blessed here at Redeemer as our passing of the peace can sometimes go from the serious business of sharing God's peace 
to a cacophony of jolly good mornings, hugs, and some friendly chit-chat. For some, this may seem off-putting, but there is something far worse that can take place. This is when the peace is refused or avoided. You see the offending party in a seat far from you and are relieved that you will not have to exchange the seemingly innocent little phrase, peace be with you. But the full significance of these four little words becomes apparent as they rub up against bitterness, hurt, and anger. Truth is, after what they've done to you, you can muster up not one ounce of love, compassion, and mercy for that two-faced fool. Thankfully, the church is full. You can avoid them by communing at a separate table on your side of the altar, and they can commune on their side. Anyone who has not experienced such feelings at some point in their life has never been stabbed in the back by a smiling, pious brother. You know, when it comes to pastoral practice, it's a lot easier to do a doctrinal check on the individual's confession of the real presence of Christ in the sacrament than to bring about real reconciliation between two offended parties. Furthermore, an examination of one's own heart shows that reconciliation is a bloody, hurtful, messy business. Paul Tournier, in a doctor's casebook, tells of a girl he had treated unsuccessfully for several months for anemia. Finally, he referred her to a medical officer to get permission to refer her to a mountain sanatorium. A week later, he received a note from the medical officer indicating that the blood figures did not agree with the ones Dr. Tournier had mentioned. So he took a fresh sample, rushed to the lab, and was amazed at the change. He sought information from the patient about what had happened. And she replied, I have suddenly been able to forgive someone against whom I bore a nasty grudge. Now, at last, I can say yes to life. For our own spiritual, mental, and physical health, we need to be reconciled to people. And so Jesus tells us, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. That is what Jesus himself did. He left the temple without complaint. He was taken outside Jerusalem to Calvary in order there to reconcile the world to himself by the shedding of his blood. Reconciliation is a bloody, painful business. Jesus then explains, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. We should imitate Jesus, whose perfect life and merciful death reconciled the world with himself. But all our imitating will never be enough and never be finished. So we go on imitating and reconciling. But more important, we give thanks that Jesus left the altar in the temple to reconcile with his brother. We are that brother and our reconciliation cost him his life. It was a bloody business, but it was perfect, complete, and it is finished. With him, we can now return and offer our gifts. Amen. Now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, may we rejoice in hope, 
Be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, give us reverence for all creation and respect for every person that we may mirror your likeness in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.